Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. Another episode of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, uh, well, he picked up a new moniker lately. The Donut Lord. Welcome, Jacob. Uh, well, I do like me a donut every once in a while. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Let me use. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who just disembarked and is craving a chili dog. Indeed, actually, <laughs> I would not mind one. And I will say that is something that. Do you realize the travesty that occurred when this movie came out? Okay. The the restaurant, Sonic, America's Drive-In, yeah. did not have chili dogs for sale. That is a crime. Was, you, could, you could buy them, but they yeah. weren't on sale. Do you realize how perfect yeah. a marketing ploy that would have been Yeah. to have Sonic, Sonic, Nick, selling chili dogs <laughs> to get you prepped to go see Sonic, Sonic Eat a chili dog. <laughs> Josh, that is actually a very good question. Does Sonic get his chili dogs from Sonic? That's a, maybe a, Metal Sonic because when he's turned into an oven, I don't know. <laughs> he bakes them himself. Could be, could be. Uh, so, yeah, we are going to be reviewing Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 yes. later in the episode. But for now, Jacob, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh as as someone put it earlier, I kind of got into a little funk or just more. What was where I used earlier? You said melancholy. Yeah, kind of a melancholy earlier. I prefer the term funk. Yeah, funk, melancholy, whatever. We all get we all get into them every once in a while. So, um, like, yeah, today's work was great. Yesterday was good. Uh, people kind of ragging on me because I, I wasn't doing what I was doing for the last three weeks, and they were like, you know, kind of ragging me on me. It's like. It's like, oh, we don't need you in that position anyway. And so it's like, but I thought I was doing such a good job. Kind of just joking with them. But oh, they're, are they not letting you on the cash register anymore? <laughs> well, they, they, I'm, I'm not scheduled this entire week not to be on the register, which I'm very thankful for. But people were just giving me the hardest time about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense that you wouldn't be on it now, not because of anything you've done. Right. Don't get me wrong. Right. But... The reason you were on the register was because of the increased uh, need for cashiers. Yeah. Around Labor Day. Well, it wasn't... We're far from that. Well, it wasn't really that. It was more that we had a uh, checker who had uh, caught COVID. Oh, yeah. So you were short on people. Yeah, we were short. That person's probably back. Yeah, they're back. Right. That's why they put you back in the... They they kicked you back to the the parking lot. Yeah, which sometimes I don't mind because I can get away from people. (laughs) I understand this. I really understand this. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, like, it's going pretty good. Sometimes we just get into a melancholy or a punk and just, you know, I got home and, you know, like just relaxed and prayed about it and uh, definitely just focus on why, you know, the whys of everything and uh, grab me a shot glass, grab a little mind wise and a little bit of uh, Nietzsche red. Uh, I'm really glad you clarified that. Because if I'm sitting here with a drunkard. It's like, hey, I'm this, dr- this will be a I'm really drunk on oils. In- this will be a really interesting episode. 
but no, be like, I'm a, uh, hopefully I'm using those, a, uh, I sell young living. I sell young living products. And so that's two products I use every day for uh, mental, mental clarity. Mm-hmm. And it just gives me more, uh, more mental clarity and just more sharpness and the whole bit. So like, yeah, if anybody is interested in young living oils, be like, please contact me, uh, via Facebook messenger or, or however you can. So I can, you know, get that process started if you want to. So either way, he needs the money. <laughs> and plus, I want to help people. It really works. It's. I, it, I, I, I'm not a fan of essential oils myself. However, yes, I can speak that since you started using that Superman blend, mm-hmm. you bark less. Yep. Which you're still waiting for me a, to bark I'm on. I'm still line. waiting for you to bark on street. <laughs> yes. And everyone who doesn't know Jacob as well as I do is going, what are you talking about? I have Tourette's disorder. I bark you know, like a dog. It's probably come up a couple times. It probably has, but we, it's worth we bringing just don't up. We have an audio facsimile of the actual rough yet. <laughs> rough yet. Give it time. Yeah, just just give me a bad day and I forget to do everything. I'm going to be like, rough. <laughs> and like, he finally did it. I'm kind of hoping it's going to be whenever we get around to doing up. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, I but think it's, I think it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. But either way, it's like, yeah, I'm doing much better, doing much better. We all get in funks and uh, have melancholy. But uh, yeah, I'm doing great. I'm wonderful. Definitely thank to uh, Young Living and definitely some prayers. Uh, prayer for that. Be like, oh, we all get in funks, just like I said before. And uh, yeah. <laughs> gonna have that have funk. funk okay yeah either way so yeah just definitely pr- you know prayer for in in christ for that because without him there's nothing so we have no hope so Amen to a, that brother so uh yeah but other than that i'm doing well how about you well if you can't tell i've got a little bit more energy tonight than normal just just a little bit <laughs> might have something to do with the fact that I was the reason we didn't have an episode. Hey, do tell. Come out. A new episode come out. Because what we released was one of a our Looney Virus episodes yeah. on Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. I was, kind of, I've been waiting like a year to do yeah, that. I can imagine. I didn't think to do it last recording on Dark Crystal. But <laughs> um, yeah, I was gone last week. A little bit. I wasn't just out of the city. Away from my computer. Yeah, if you... I wasn't wasn't just AFK. Yeah. I wasn't just out of, you know, the county. Hit my pun. I wasn't just out of state. I was out of the country. Pretty much. She was over international waters. You don't know what happens in international waters? No, I don't. (laughs) Not much, actually. (laughs) Exactly. They they got ran over... They got bombarded by pirates. The drunkards get cheaper beer is what happens. (laughs) When you're in international waters, that's what happens. The entertainment value goes up tremendously. So you Once were, they could get cheap beer. Yeah. So you were on a cruise. I right? was on a cruise, yes. If y'all remember way back on our uh, Hotel Transylvania 3 uh, episode, mm-hmm. I talked about how the, we did that the week I was supposed to actually be on a cruise ship. Yes, oh my god. That gosh. was part of the joke. Yeah, if yeah, you watched the live stream, you saw me with... The tropical shirt, mm-hmm. the sunglasses. I had my little carnival sign and sale card around my neck from the last cruise I was on. Right. And I thought when we did that, my thought was, this is the closest I'm going to get to a cruise this year. That's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we went out to, we went down to see, uh, 
went and saw Costa Maya, Cozumel, and Belize, not necessarily in that order. Um, we uh, had some good food. It was the first time that ship, I think, had been out in 18 months. Yeah, the, the story because, you told me. Because of COVID. <laughs> We're not going to get into that because no. of the reasons I told some of that story off yes, Spain. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Josh. I have seen things. Things that would make your blood curdle in the middle of the night. <laughs> there and are some people <laughs> you wonder about. Yeah. If they actually bother to look in the mirror before they came out on deck. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, believe me, work, working where I work. Oh, yeah. You see all kinds of people. It's like, did you just get out of bed? <laughs> oh, no, no. Like strictly out of bed. Those are the calm people. Yeah. The people who look like they That's almost expected. Yeah. Especially at breakfast. Yeah. You, you expect people walking, at least they're not in house coats, but, you know, they're still in their comfortable, you know, the sweats and the cruddy little t-shirt, you know, mm-hmm. that you almost expect. Yeah. This was middle of the day. I've seen that. And let's continue. Yeah. Jacob, what have you been watching? All right. So ever since we did not have a lot, we didn't have a live episode last week. Yes. We've ever got since you, you were, worth. yeah, you were, you were, you were sailing indisposed. away. You were disposed. Indisposed. Indisposed. Sailing. Take me away to where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> I don't know and, the actual lyrics. So either way, uh, so I've been working on a project for, let's just be frank, about 15, six, 15 plus years. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I think we all have those kind of projects. Yeah, we do. They, well, like everybody's got these little projects we even work on. And so this is a project I've been working on for about 15 plus years. And I'm starting to work on production of it. Uh, it's a webcomic that I'm hoping that will come out by the end of this year, by the end of this year, possibly mm-hmm. next year. Uh, this has been it'll a start coming out anyway. Yeah, it'll start coming out around the, around that time. I just got to get my production button gear and do it because mm-hmm. along with a couple other small prerequisites. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just think you got to have your website. You, yeah. Your, your hosting service. Mm-hmm. You got to have a way to upload it. it. Hint, hint, internet. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Agre- agreed. <laughs> I need to get. I need to get that from that up from that episode. You, you do. You do. <laughs> from Fantastic Mister <laughs> Fox. Okay, Foxy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been working on that, and plus, I realized I am uh the idea of looking back on your life and looking at the uh, like what have you accomplished. And the fact that, like, I've accomplished something, like, we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're going on four years now. Almost four years now. We're coming up on the beginning of year four. Yeah, coming out of year four, which is an accomplishment. Oh, say, yeah. To say the least, we're, we've passed 300 episodes. So, yes, we, we have passed our 300 episode. And uh, that's a huge accomplishment. Thank you guys for uh, what you've, like, you've downloaded, you've commented, mm. you've shared everything thank and you so much i like for that. to point out we've not even touched a tenth of what we plan to cover no be like yeah how many sequels from that first year have we not touched yet no we haven't but uh so yeah be like i'm, I'm realizing the the idea that i'm nearly 40 years old and be like i want to i want to accomplish something that i've wanted to accomplish for years and actually so, we're only at 209 episodes okay 209 i apologize <laughs> i was 100 off Still, that's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes to put out in nearly four years. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, we have, you know, breached the 200, 200 mark. I thought it was 300 for a moment there, but it's 200. But. Uh, well, I mean, we've had total downloads all time. 
as of the as of this recording, five thousand eight hundred and forty-four. Whoop whoop. And that's just on the podcast. Those of you who watch live or watch on the Facebook or uh, a couple other places that don't actually track this doesn't actually track. Yeah, it doesn't count those. We've had, but with that tracks, we've got over five thousand total downloads. Or that's the insane. That's amazing. Thank you guys so much for that from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, so yeah, it's the idea that like we we launched the podcast, and I've I'm 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 an artist. I've always been an artist. I've been drawing since I was three, and this is a project that I started probably back in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Two thousand four. I graduated in two thousand two. So this has been like uh. 20 almost a 20 year endeavor so i i am wanting to put this out to and uh a friend of ours a friend of the the um friend of the shows uh chase like really encouraged and me previous guest host. yeah he's a previous desk host on uh, our episode of try and go check that episode out uh so just in that it was just more needing to you know get on it and do it if be like even if be like i get it out there and it fails miserably it's i can say i did something yeah and uh, it just to get encouragement to do something else. It's just to do it instead of at the age of eighty or on the the brink of going to meet the Lord and go meet the Lord. The uh, the idea of be like I had never accomplished what I wanted to do here on Earth. Definitely with the idea of you know being an artist and putting something out there that people can enjoy. Uh, definitely more like you know mass like mass media and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but that's something i am working on so prayers would definitely be appreciated and a lot of encouragement definitely in that but i'm trying to like every day trying to get one page done and it's it's come along very well so uh hopefully within a couple of months i can start working on other things and get get this get this get this uh get this uh get this game together so yeah, that's I've been doing that. Also, I watched uh, while you were gone. I watched uh, the entire uh, the complete series of Cowboy Bebop. Not for the more exactly. You know, everybody who's ever watched Cowboy Bebop instantly you start thinking Tank, the uh, the opening theme song. But uh, yeah, it it wasn't for the fact to be like oh the 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 Netflix show was coming out. It was more be like I just really want to watch this. Not 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 the fact to be like you. It's like. Oh, because it's an anime. I just really enjoy enjoyed for this the animation wise, but I just really enjoyed the show and be like, if you have not watched Cowboy Bebop, if you're an anime fan, if you're like a hardcore otaku who hasn't watched it yet, what are you doing? Go watch it. Or if you're an animation fan like I am, go watch it. It's amazing. It's a av- it's available. I think on Funimation.com and anywhere else you can pick it up. But yes, it's an amazing series. So yes, go watch that. Um, so the, as, uh, Drew continues to hum the theme song to this, the show. Anyway, sorry. Uh, you're good. I thought you needed backing. Yes. I mean, like, I completely agree. And thank you for that. Uh, so the other day, the other day I was, I was just kind of bored didn't know what to do. Uh, trying to figure out some of the watch and something I had watched before. And so I put on, uh, Pixar's onward. Another, another movie. Another one we're going to do next year, one way or the other. Yes. Yes, we we did a review a reaction to that. So mm-hmm. go go our last reaction before COVID. Yes, exactly. So if you be like go check out that reaction, it's a really really good movie. And so I watched it, and uh, the the fact that be like it's all about two brothers, but two brothers that lost their father. You know, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's more your basic premise. 
but it made me really appreciate my two younger brothers. Uh, even though sometimes we just kind of like butt heads, that's what brothers do, but it's the fact to be like, we've always kind of helped each other along the way in life and have an amazing father. Don't get me wrong. My, my dad is great. My mother's great as well. It's the idea that you have two younger siblings that are so patient and so loving about everything. Like, even though we get on nerves, we just love each other to death. So it's like, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart, Jim Dan. Um, be like this, this is a movie. I, I was, I was, I was the, uh, the crocodile tears were coming because I was just like, just, it hit me just right there. That thunderstruck in the chest. Mm-hmm. It was so good. So good. So, uh, yeah, if you have siblings, yeah, definitely get a tissue. If it'd be like, you have like people that really are really close to you. It's like, yeah, get a tissue. It's good. It's so good. Uh, so yeah, I watched that and, uh, I can't recall anything else except for just random YouTube stuff. Right. Other than that, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Yes, what have you been watching? Trunkers. Anyway. Apparently. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, of course, anytime I visit the parents, we watch you know, the same kind of shows that they like to watch all the time. So of course. We saw some episodes of The Middle. Mm. We saw some episodes of Lone Star Law. Mm. Uh, we saw, uh, I think, that 48 Hours mystery of that girl... That got uh died out in Utah and the, oh the yeah, Florida, yeah that got that that thing they already had a forty eight hours mystery by the time we got back to, whoa okay <laughs> back home um uh while on the ship along with seeing a comedian who I didn't find that funny mm. uh we saw a juggler okay who's apparently the world juggling champion mm. on a carnival cruise ship all right just a thought there okay. He, he he did admit that the the best way to become the world juggling champion is to be the only contestant. Uh, <laughs> okay. He said it, not me. Okay. And he actually was good, and he was funny. He was funnier than the actual stand-up comedian. Yeah. But uh, Wednesday night, you know, because they all these ships they have uh, screens mm-hmm. out on the, the out in the main pool out by the main pool. The idea yeah. is you can uh, float in the pool while you're watching the movie. Yeah. We didn't float in the pool. We stayed out on the deck, mm-hmm. dry, mostly because the rain was about to come in. Oh, fun! And we watched News of the World. Oh, okay. You 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 watched that? You previously watched? I previously that. watched that back in January, and yes. I brought it up then. It was just as good this time, maybe better because we had the subtitles, and because some of them accents, even though it's Texas and we're from Texas, mm-hmm. some of them are a little stiff. Are a little you know hard to re-get sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, we watched that, and then when I got back home, mm-hmm. I watched. I think I've seen six of the episodes of Star Wars Visions. Okay, that is good so far. I'm going to highly suggest if you're looking for if you're if you're looking at those, and you, you know, some of them just don't look you know too hip. Maybe you just not get into them. I do suggest re- watching all of them to be honest. Yeah. But look at uh, Twins. Okay. Made by our good buddies, Studio Trigger. Oh, nice. Yes. Specifically, I'm guessing the team that made Promare. Yeah, it's going to be that nuts. <laughs> That's that kind of nuts with lightsabers. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's very good. Uh, there's one before, I don't remember the name of it, but it's, uh, oh yeah, it's Tatooine Rhapsody. Okay. That was a fun one. Uh, the Ninth Jedi is good. Hmm. I'll suggest that one also. Uh, I think The Ninth Jedi was the last one I watched. Um, but yeah, that has been good so far. I, I'm a little disappointed that these don't appear to be in canon with the rest of Star Wars. 
Okay. But at the same time, these are kind of awesome little short movies. And I'm happy we're actually getting them because they look, they're all kind of hilarious. and Not hilarious, but they're all kind of amazing okay. to watch. Um, other than that, you know, just kind of the normal stuff. I have been watching through What If yeah. and Star Trek Lower Deck Season 2. Okay. Probably next, we're going to probably start record, re-recording the episode, or not re-recording, but back to recording episodes, I think this Sunday, not okay. that we do those live. Right. And then I'm going to start actually releasing what episodes we've got out. And we will be a little late, <laughs> considering most of the things will be done. Both those shows are probably going to be done in four episodes. Probably. But, <laughs> but hey, at least we're, we're doing We're going to get them out, because we, obviously we had to do uh, Lower Deck Season 2, because we did Lower Deck Season 1. Right. And What If is something we both wanted to do anyway. Exactly. Which is why we interrupted the uh, Tangled, Tangled Dreams. <laughs> oh my gosh, poor Tangled. I'm so, I feel so bad for Tangled. We, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to be honest. Tangled is where it is because of me. <laughs> it's my fault Tangled is in the shape it's in at the moment for our releases. Because um, I was convinced when we first started talking about it before COVID. Yeah. I'd like to point out. Um, I think it was before COVID. It was while COVID was getting started. We didn't know what it was going to do. Right. I was worried because at the time we were still also still doing... Um, Movie of the Week yeah. podcast. I was worried about adding in a bunch of different episodes yeah. to edit. So, we, de- we, so we decided to do to record some early, and then when we would pick a time to release them, mm-hmm. and then we'd do it. Apparently, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I... And you actually helped, because you actually edited mm-hmm. all of season one. Yeah. With like the last two episodes, which right. I ended up editing. Um what I should have done was what we did with Thundercats, where I edited as we mm-hmm. released, as, as we were... The Thundercats at the beginning of January, I think, as we were doing five episodes a week. Yeah. We recorded those on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I edited one episode a night. Yeah. That's really what we should have been doing. Right. With Tangled. Yeah. And once we finish, once we get caught up to where we stopped on Tangled mm-hmm. season two, that's what we're going to do. Okay. I hope that's all right with you. That is perfectly fine. Not at five episodes a week, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've touched on everything. everything. <laughs> what do we got in the news? All right. So this past, I guess it was like past week, uh, Nintendo did a, did one of their, I think, primarily monthly directs. Hey, we wish they were monthly. Yeah. There's sometimes we monthly. We really so wish, wish they, they were monthly. monthly. Yeah. They're more quarterly. Yeah. But either way, unless the year is 2020 and then you're just lucky to get a peep. Yeah, exactly. So during that uh, Nintendo Direct, uh, they announced. I actually they, haven't watched the Direct yet. But anyway, I, I saw little clips through like another YouTuber. Yeah, and it was real interesting. Uh, Kevin Kinson. I'll go back and watch the actual yeah. Nintendo Direct at one, some mm. point. But anyway. Yeah. So be like when I was I was watching that, I was like, oh, my gosh, Drew is going to be like, ha! <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah. On that cruise ship. I don't have internet. I, I heard. Because you pay out the wazoo for it. Mm-hmm. So Saturday morning, while we are finally back in cell phone range, I turn it on and after hearing the little, uh, you know, the long list of updates. Different app. Yeah. <laughs> Half expecting Twitter going. <laughs> That's not the sound it makes. It should. Yes, I agree. It should be I an agree. October I completely tweet, agree. Yes. 
beside the point. It's all going through, and I'm just going through, you know, everything. And I was, I started seeing this meme of Mario in the position of Chris Pratt Press. in the Jurassic World <laughs> yep. with the four raptors, raptors holding back. But this says it was Mario with four Yoshis. I'm thinking, oh, that's cute. I wonder why they thought of that. I, I never would have thought of that. Why did they think of that? <laughs> I wonder. <Sure. laughs> Finally, I found, oh, Chris Pratt is going to be Mario. <laughs> and Jack Black, Black? is Bowser? <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> yes. So, apparently- and, and I will say, I, I, my, my thought on Jack Black playing Bowser is very similar to when I heard Jim Carrey was playing Dr. Robotnik. Oh, uh, okay. putting that out there. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. All right, so as we have just talked about, uh, Nintendo is uh, doing a... I think it's releasing through Illumination, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is through Illumination. Uh, in, I think, the holidays of 2022, they're doing a Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll be better than the last Super Mario Brothers hopefully, movie. Hopefully, I prayerfully it's better. Uh, so... Yeah, they're doing that and be like, it's got a cast of, uh, like uh, Drew said, uh, Chris Pratt, also known for Guardians Galaxy, uh, Jurassic World, Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec, the Lego movie. Uh, he'll be playing Mario. Uh, anyway, Taylor Joy uh, will be playing Princess Peach. Uh, Charlie Day will be playing Luigi, Jack Black uh, from School of Rock. Kung Fu Panda will play Bowser. Bernie. Huh? He's Burn. also in the movie Bernie. Yeah, that's true. I which is that. a movie no one knows about, but people from East Texas. That is true. <laughs> so either way, be like, yeah, it's it's got uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, he's playing Donkey Kong, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, Keegan Michael Key is playing Toad. Um, yeah, just be like, you got a Did, bunch. Of, who's play, I saw Cranky Kong on the cast list, didn't I? Uh, I didn't see that, but. They have uh, the original voice for uh, Super Mar- uh, Mario himself. Yeah, Charles uh, he, Martinet. Charles Martinet. Uh, apparently, he's as uh, a special cameo in the film. We don't know who he's playing. I'm probably he's probably playing Mario's father or something like that. I'm actually hoping for Wario. That for would be no good reason. That would be really interesting because he's also the voice in the games. He's the voice of Mario, <laughs> Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. Yes. Kind of curious how they say Waluigi's name, but anyway. Waluigi. Waluigi. <laughs> so I'm Mario. I'm gonna win. <laughs> Alright, so this is uh speculated this is supposed to head to theaters in time for the holidays, presuming Christmas. Uh Christmas, October, you know, the the, the trifecta of, of the holidays. They're aiming for holiday. They're aiming least. for the holiday season of 2022. Uh so yes, that'll be coming out when it does. And uh I did find something interesting kind of goes way back, you know, go back in the way in the way back machine mm-hmm. and just, uh, so yeah, hey, Mr. Peabody. Exactly. I prefer to be Sherman. You prefer to be the human to the, well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched the movie. Okay. Let's be honest. Okay. Mr. Sherman. <laughs> the Mr. dog. Mr. Sherman. Anyway, never mind. St- sticking foot into pant in the mouth. Right along. All right. So, uh, Time Warrior T uh, T C M T C M is they are re- they're apparently uh, starting October second. They are doing a celebration of the Flasher Flasher animation 100th anniversary. Like Max Max Flasher. Yeah, Max Flasher. Okay. Flasher. Max Flasher. Yeah, Max Flasher. 
like the early uh, yes cartoons. And I think he also had somebody else who did the uh, the Pink Panther cartoons. Mm. But anyway, yeah. So they they are they are doing a, a marathon of the the Fleischer animation starting October second, uh, which will include iconic characters of Coco the Clown, which is kind of creepy now. Let's just say that. Mm. You know, history, you know, serial killers. That's not funny. Uh, Betty Boop and uh, Popeye the Sailor Man. So, yeah. So, yeah. If you had no idea who I'm talking about when it says Coco the Clown, like. Uh, you should at least know Popeye. Yeah, you should know Popeye and definitely Betty Boop. Because uh, we actually, Betty Boop was actually one of the movies we watched or reviewed. Where she, well, she was in uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Exactly. The actual voice actress. The, it was her last role, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, TMC, I'm, I'm going to butcher it if I'm not looking at it. <laughs> so, TCM. T- TCM will Turner be doing. Classic movies. Turner Classic Movies will be doing a uh, Fleischer animation, animation's 100th anniversary starting October 2nd. So, if you're interested in that, please go check that out because that just sounds like a load of fun. Oh, yeah. So, that is all I have for in the news right now, unless you have anything I missed. My mind there was something, but I can't think of what it is right now. So mm. if I remember it later, we'll touch on it. But yeah. right now, I don't remember what it is. All right. Uh, that brings us to our spoiler-free section of our review of Sonic the Hedgehog. Jacob, what are your thoughts? Uh, I enjoy this movie tremendously. It's a lot of fun. Uh, now, granted, I do not have the Sonic, uh, the Sonic lore, the nostalgia are that, you saying there's a reason i'm the one hosting sonic saturdays yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much uh so there again i did not it's grow not up just because i have an internet connection that is true too that is so true but either way keep rub, rubbing that salt in i'm working on it one day i will i will shame you into getting internet <laughs> but either way um uh my connection with sonic would be watching the cartoons growing up mm-hmm uh, primarily, what was it? Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, the the more adventure one. Uh, that that was the one that was just called Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. The fan community has, in order to help differentiate it, referred to that as Sonic Sat AM. Oh, okay. Or Sonic Saturday Morning. Okay, so the one I'm referring to is the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. So the more slapstick comedy one. No, the first one. No, the better one. <laughs> Sonic Saturday morning. Yeah, Sonic Saturday morning. That's what I'm referring to. Because not I've Adventures always... of Sonic the Hedgehog. No, that not was Adventures. The comedic one. Yeah, no. I mean, they both had Urkel as Sonic the Hedgehog. Did but... I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. It was great. But, uh, so yeah, that's the, that was my real connection when it came to Sonic. So watching this film was absolutely just a blast. So there again, be like someone who probably knows Sonic a little more than I do, probably caught all the Easter rigs of what's going on. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a fun film. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of fun. Be like, oh, okay. I'm just sad Urkel isn't doing the voice. <laughs> of all the people they could choose, I actually think they'd pick. I agree. I completely agree. I, there is a part of me that kind of wishes we were using the Sonic, the, the, the modern Sonic, which is the one who played the Sonic in Wreck-It Ralph and Wreck-It Ralph 2. Okay. I was kind of want, want his, I kind of like his voice for Sonic right now. Mm. But I mean. Uh, ben Schwartz actually did yeah, a very ben good Schwartz job. Ben Schwartz did a very good job for for Sonic, and I'm, I'm actually strangely interested in where we're going when we get to Sonic the Hedgehog two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was a Sega kid. Yeah. Growing up, I was Nintendo. Fair enough. Well, you were around Nintendo. I was around Nintendo. <laughs> I like Duck Duck uh, Duck Hunt. 
<laughs> you like duck duck? <laughs> that's a, that, that stupid that's, dog. That's, yeah. Anyway, I grew up playing Sonic the Hedgehog 2 mm-hmm. on my Sega Genesis. I remember loving the game as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I've also played Sonic the Hedgehog CD when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I played Sonic the Hedgehog 1 at a friend's house, but I never actually owned a copy myself. And I rented both Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Sonic and Knuckles, but I didn't have them at the same time. Mm. So I couldn't play the actual full game. Ah. But it was all rental. Anyway, so. <laughs> and of course, I watched, like you, I watched... Sonic Sat AM, mm-hmm. Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. As Josh has pointed out in chat, I can't believe I, we, I didn't mention it, Sonic Underground, which was kind of a pseudo-sequel yeah. to uh, Sat AM. Um, and I read the Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. Yeah. I was a Sonic kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Nothing to apologize for that. When I got, when I bought my Dreamcast in 2000. Yeah, I got. I didn't buy that Dreamcast when I received it for Christmas in the year two thousand. Yeah, I man. Um, <laughs> the first game I had on it was Sonic Adventure. Yeah, which was the very first video game I ever beat. Really? Yes. And then I played Sonic Adventure two when it came out, and I thought these were amazing games. Yeah. I didn't have a GameCube, so I couldn't play Sonic Heroes when it released. Okay. Because that's after Sega went. through. Uh, third party on everything. They no longer were making their own consoles. Um, so, but I did play Shadow the Hedgehog. I've heard good and bad things about that. Let's just say it's interesting. Yeah, I didn't play Sonic 06 until many years later. That game is just unfinished. That's the only really pro- only real problem with the game is it's not finished. I got you. It was released unfinished and they never patched it. Um, I played some of Sonic uh, Unleashed. Sonic Lost World, Sonic Forces, Sonic Generations, and I pre-ordered and play and stayed up on launch night to play Sonic Mania when it released, which is, you know, a throwback to the old Sonic the Hedgehog games from the Genesis era. I'm a bit of a Sonic fan, <laughs> if you can't tell. A little bit. To the point where, on Saturdays, I am still doing Sonic Saturdays. Uh, it will start a little earlier... Uh, this week, when y'all get this, probably I'm thinking about four o'clock, but I am working through Sonic Colors Ultimate right now. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, when I sat down and watched this, I went in with some trepidation. Because when you've been a Sonic fan for as long as I've been a fan, you're used to being disappointed by Sonic to some degree. Because <laughs> I'm sure you can understand. I understood. Um, and especially after the kerfuffle... With the original character design for Sonic, uh, for for the movie, I was going into it very worrisome. I was afraid there was no way this was going to work out. Pitiful. This is. I'm I'm just going for fun. Uh, maybe I'll catch a. Maybe they'll do something cool. I don't know. I was going into it with uh, Detective Pikachu being what I consider to be the aim. For what this movie should be aiming for. The quality of that movie. Yeah. I know you still haven't seen it yet. No. But I remember loving how Detective Pikachu went. And I wanted this movie to be, have... I was hoping... I, I didn't expect it to have that same kind of oomph. Personally, I think this movie passed Detective Pikachu. Alright. In terms of quality. 
Uh, yes, they rebooted Sonic again, because they reboot him all the time. Right. Um, they redid his model design twice. <laughs> and yet, honestly, if they were to take this Sonic and make Sonic the Hedgehog games with him and actually stick to the storyline they're kind of telling with this stuff, mm-hmm. I would be fine. Because I think this captures, even though it's not the same Sonic I grew up with, mm-hmm. it's trying to hit that, it's 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 still within the spirit of Sonic. Okay. So, a lot more than some other more recent versions. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Sonic Boom, the cartoon. Okay. Not a fan of the game, but the cartoon is good, it's funny. Um, but it's not, it's almost mocking itself. It's right. Sonic. Th- this movie, however, was just it. It ple- it, it reinvented Sonic, uh, but it still stayed true to the uh, feeling okay. of Sonic. Is the best way I know how to put it. Um, if you like Sonic the Hedgehog, you should give it a try. Whether you, you end up liking it or not is totally up to you. But I, I enjoyed it, and I'll get into why I enjoy enjoyed it here in a minute. But yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, twenty twenty. Go watch it. Yes. Totally agree. Which brings us to the end of our spoiler-free section. Join us on the other side of the bumpers, and we will get to spoiling this. Don't forget that you can download... Download? Don't forget that you can't... Don't forget that you can... Listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At, at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And at our $10 tier, you can get... Bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. This podcast is part of the Culture Box Media Network. For more great content like this, please check out the link in the description. There you can find other great shows such as The Untold Podcast, which is a speculative fiction podcast utilizing the genres of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, among others, in order to engage the culture's imagination from a Christian worldview. Every month, Nathan James Norman produces and narrates a new story presented in a unique and dynamic way. You can check out their podcast at untoldpodcast.com. Also, we are a part of Pop Americana, where you can enjoy other shows like Franchise Fatigue. Do you like movies? Of course you do. I bet you even like big movie franchises like Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Indiana Jones. And obviously, since you listen to us, you must like listening to movie reviews. But when... But what if I were to tell you there is a podcast that reviews film series one movie at a time? You'd like that? Well, then go check out the Franchise Fatigue podcast over on your favorite podcast catcher and listen to James and Gabe give an in-depth analysis and review on every movie in your favorite franchise. The following is a spoiler-filled review for Sonic the Hedgehog.
Your listener discretion is advised. Sonic, he can really move. Sonic, he's got an attitude. Sonic, he's the fastest thing alive. Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 was directed by Jeff Fowler. And this was his directorial debut. Yes. The only thing he had directed before this was a short film called Gopher, as in the animal, Broke. Hmm. So Gopher Broke. Uh, It was written by Pat Casey and Josh Miller, also on their debut on the big screen. Hmm. Previous to this, they had written some episodes for a TV show called 12 Deadly Days, Hmm. which I have no idea what it's about. Me either. Ben Schwartz, getting into the cast, was the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. I know him mostly as playing Dewey Duck on 2017's DuckTales. James Marsden was Tom the Donut Lord. Who we most most of us know him for playing Scott Summers slash Cyclops in X-Men. Jim Carrey played Dr. Ivo Robotnik, the Eggman. Mm-hmm. And in the mask, he played Stanley Ipkiss. Somebody stop me. Smoking. <laughs> Tika Sumter played Maddie, the pretzel mm-hmm. lady. <laughs> pretzel lady. She was Maureen in something called The Old Man and the Gun. Okay. Natasha Rothwall played Rachel, the one lady trying to get uh, Maddie to get a divorce. Oh, yeah. Her, the whole sister, movie. her sister. She played a character named Zan Olsen in DuckTales during, in 2018. Ah. So a year later. Uh, Adam Polly played Wade the Deputy. Oh, gosh, Wade. <laughs> and in Iron Man 3, he played Gary the Cameraman. Gary. I don't even know who this character is. Me either. Lee Majdob, and I apologize if I've said that name incorrectly. He played Agent Stone, the assistant. And in Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, he played Silas Degdemore. Degdemore. Mm -hmm. Mm. Benjamin Volick was Baby Sonic the Hedgehog. And he plays Peter Parker in Spidey and His Amazing Friends on Disney+. Okay. Donna J. Fulks is the voice of Longclaw. Mm. And she played Roxy in uh, Doom Patrol on uh, HBO Max. And last but not least, Colin O'Shaughnessy played Miles Tails Prowler in a cameo. <laughs> current voice, of, and, and she is the current voice of Tails in the video games. Mm-hmm. But she previously played Jazz Fenton in the tele- Nickelodeon show Danny Phantom. Really? Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts Connections. Absolutely. Positively. Nothing. Not good, man. Not good. I think you could find a thing. <laughs> the closest, maybe, and I actually would have to. I, this wasn't listed on any of IMDb. I am going. I, I almost want to bet that in one of the times Sonic the Hedgehog was on the scene on the screen on Wreck It Ralph, they had to have at least played a sound effect of the rings or something. Yeah, and that would be the closest thing to a connection. Wow. The best I can give you, and then that wouldn't been in Kingdom Hearts. So that would just be because he was in Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph was in the show. It was in, was in Kingdom Hearts 3. That's the closest I can get you. Okay. Interesting. Unfortunately. So I guess I could say Yuji Naka, now that I think about it. Except Yuji Naka had nothing to do with Kingdom Hearts 3. So moving on. Huzzah! <laughs> okay. Info and stuff. Alright, so info and stuff. Well, let me get the info and stuff for us. I really, I really need to learn not to talk so fast. Because then I talk like words sound like this and no one understands me. I have no idea what you're talking about. You sound like you're the uh, the, the Micro Machines guy who was also on uh, Transformers the movie. Blur? 
Yes. <laughs> he was the Micro Machines guy. Yes, he was. Anyways, we're going forward, right? He's what? We're going forward. Moving on. <laughs> I can't make out what you're saying. <laughs> we're going forward, right? <laughs> we are going forward. Yes, I'm going forward. I think you're going backwards. Forward and back and then forward. <laughs> no one's going to get that joke but me. All right, so info and stuff. Uh, it is available to watch on Pro, uh, Promare. I wish it was Promare. <laughs> <laughs> it is available to watch on Paramount Mount Plus. Plus. Thank you. I'm so my, going, my, I know my, what you're trying to say. Because you said Promare. <laughs> my reading disorder went bleh. You can't read. <laughs> exactly. Paramount Plus and Hulu, if you subscribe to those. Uh, 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 Paramount Plus. Yeah, you're if you're subscribed to those. Either way, uh, it was produced by Sony Sammy Sony Sammy Group. Close Sega Sammy Group. Sega. That's what I meant to say. Sega. Sega is uh, well. Sega Sammy owns Sega Holdings. Yeah. Which owns Sonic Team, which makes Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Okay. All right. So original films: Marser Marser Animation Planet and Blur Studio. Distributed and by original film. An original film. That's all. Yeah, you're right. Uh, distributed by Paramount Pictures. It was released on January 25th, 2020 at Paramount Theater. It was released in the United States on February 14th, 2020 uh, statewide. And it was released in Japan June 26, 2020. Going to box office. It had estimated budget of $85 million. Uh, its opening weekend was it had fifty six fifty six million dollars for February sixteenth. Its uh, total gross for the United States and Canada was one hundred and forty eight point nine million dollars, and its world gross was three hundred three hundred and nineteen point seven million dollars. So yeah, it did very well, <laughs> even with the extra money they had to put in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that first trailer oh my gosh yeah we'll talk about that later oh yes it'll come up all right so home release uh march 20th 2020 now compare that okay if anybody for definitely our generation to mm-hmm. 1993 when jurassic park was released yeah it took a year and a half for it to come to vhs yes yeah now you look at it was released in february of 2020 in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was released on home video in March of the same year. In their defense, COVID. Yeah, agreed. Completely agreed. But just the 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 vast distance of go from the early 90s into where we are now, mm-hmm. it's like nothing. Yeah. Which I thoroughly enjoy, but the idea took a year and a half for Jurassic Park kind of VHS. <laughs> That's just nuts. But well, at least when you're talking about the age of VHS, yeah. it actually took a long time to make each copy. I Agreed. mean, even with the fast thing, you still had to copy off of a master tape onto magnetic tape. Mm-hmm. And you could only really do like one, I think one, like one at a time or something like that. Yeah. So it actually took a while to build up enough that you could actually ship around to some places. Now there really is no, the only reason you really have in order to hold it off is because there are existing agreements in place that kind of just died on the vine when COVID hit. Agreed. And are only now starting to come back a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right. So, okay. So on March 20th, 2020, Paramount announced Sonic the Hedgehog would be released on home video. 
Um, after its 90 day run, which is nuts for yeah, yeah. people our age. Um, uh, let's see. This was due during the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, it was released digitally on March 31st, 2020 with Blu-ray following May 19th. So it was actually released on the 19th, May 19th. Um, it was also released with a short, with a short film around the world in 80 seconds. That is a unique little short. Let's say that. I, I haven't watched the short yet. It's Sonic being annoying, but just Sonic being Sonic. Okay. Um, Let's see. The film top, the America Blu-ray DVD charts, uh, several weeks upon release uh, as of December 6, 2020. It sold 1.9 million units in the United States, earning $40 million in uh, sold revenue. Uh, it was the sixth top-selling home video release of 2020. Uh, after its release, a H- H- uh, digital HD release for Paramount. Uh, was released for uh, laying on a streaming service, uh, Epic E P I X. Epics. Epics. That's what I thought. On Epics, uh, November twentieth, two thousand twenty. Uh, let's see. It went to Paramount Plus. Um, yeah. Oh, hold on. On February tw- February eighteenth, two thousand twenty, and on Amazon the next day. Uh, Paramount. Uh, I'll get that in a minute. All right. So in sequels. Paramount uh, confirmed that a sequel was in development for May 28, 2020. Obviously, that would have been pushed back because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Thank you, COVID. Um, Fowler returned as director, and while Casey and uh, Josh Miller returned as writers, uh, on February 9, 2021, Illumination re- uh, reported that the studio was con- considering... Um, Wow. If you don't have reading disorders, be like, you have no understanding what I'm, what I'm going through right now. Jason Momoa, that's the word I'm looking for. Jason Momoa uh, for the role of Knuckles. But later it was confirmed that uh, Idris Elba would um, would voice the character. Uh, the title Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was confirmed February, February 10th, 2021. The film was scheduled for the film is scheduled for April 8th, 2020. On March 15th, 2022, maybe 2022. That's what I'm going to say. 2022. On March 15th, 2021, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Fuller confirmed the production of the film had begun. So that is all we know about the film. Unless you want to go into speculation. I will get into some speculation after our, uh, we, we rate Sonic the Hedgehog one. Right. In that case, we ready to jump into summary. Yeah. On a distant planet, Sonic an anthropomorphic blue hedgehog who can run at supersonic speed, is chased by a tribe of echidnas for his power. His guardian, Longclaw the Owl, gives him a bag of rings that open portals to other planets. She uses one to send him to Earth, while she stays behind to hold off the echidnas. Ten years later, Sonic enjoys a secret life near the town of Green Hills, Montana, but longs to make friends. He idolizes the local sheriff, Tom Wachowski, calling him the Donut Lord and his veterinarian wife, Maddie, calling her Pretzel Lady, unaware the pair are planning to relocate to San Francisco. As Tom, bored with the lack of action in Green Hills, plans to accept a position he's just been offered with the San Francisco Police Department. One night, Sonic becomes upset over his loneliness while playing baseball by himself and starts running at high speeds in a circle, inadvertently triggering an electromagnetic pulse, which causes a large-scale power outage across the Pacific Northwest. The United States Department of Defense reluctantly enlists the services of an eccentric roboticist and scientific genius, 
Dr. Robotnik, to determine the cause. Sonic, in a state of fright, flees from his underground home, but Sonic discovers... But Tom discovers Sonic in his shed and accidentally shoots him with a tranquilizer dart, <laughs> causing Sonic to drop his bag of rings through a portal to San Francisco's Transamerica Pyramid. Instead of a mushroom pl- mushroom planet, he was planning to travel to. A hesitant Tom agrees to help Sonic and the two free when confronted by Robotnik, who falsely labels Tom a domestic terrorist. The two slowly bond, with Tom finding himself sympathetic to Sonic's desire for a real friend. Sonic creates a bucket list, and Tom helps him complete several entries, along their journey. Having recovered one of Sonic's quills, Robotnik analyzes it and discovers it holds an almost limitless amount of electrical energy. He decides to capture Sonic and use him to power hit his machines. As he tracks them down, Sonic and Tom debate over Tom's plans to leave Green Hills, which Sonic disapproves of. Sonic and Tom manage to fight off several mechanized pursuit drones sent by Robotnik until Sonic is badly injured after the, after the battle. Arriving in San Francisco, Tom brings him to Maddie, who treats him at her sister Rachel's home. While Tom explains their situation to her, Sonic receives a new pair of red sneakers to replace the ruined ones from Jojo, Maddie's niece. The group heads to the roof of the pyramid and recovers the rings. Robotnik arrives, piloting an advanced attack hovercraft powered by the quill, and Sonic is forced to fight off Robotnik's drones and use one of his rings to send Tom and Maddie back to Green Hills in order to protect them. Sonic challenges Robotnik to a race, but the Doctor is able to match his speed using the quill. The two engage in chase battle across the world through San Francisco, France, China, and Egypt, inadvertently completing several of Sonic's bucket list entries at the same time, ultimately returning to Green Hills. Robotnik finally corners a beaten Sonic, but Tom and the townsfolk intervene, buying Sonic time to regain his strength. Sonic then defeats Robotnik by opening a portal to send him to the Mushroom Planet through the force of an electromagnetic-powered spin dash. Following the incident, Tom and Maggie decide to stay in Green Hills and let Sonic live with them. The government agrees to hide Sonic's existence by erasing all evidence of the events, including records of Robotnik's existence. Months later, a now insane Robotnik, still in possession of Sonic's quill and usable equipment salvaged from the remains of his hovercraft, shaves his head and grows a thick mustache and swears to return to Earth and exact revenge against Sonic, his future arch-enemy. Meanwhile, a young two-tailed fox named Tails from Sonic's homeworld emerges from a ring portal and searches for him. Getting into the trivia for this. When the first teaser poster was released, Naoto Oshima, the character's original designer, and Yuji Naka, former head of Sonic Team, said they disliked Sonic's appearance. The first trailer caused a massive fan backlash. A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. On May 2nd, 2019, director Jeff Fowler announced on Twitter that Sonic's design was going to be altered to make the character the best he can be. The movie's scheduled release moved from Thanksgiving weekend 2019 to Valentine's Day 2020 when a new trailer and poster released on November 12, 2019 and fan- with fans and critics alike praising Sonic's new look. This was the act second new look, yes. not the original new look. The production team originally rec- created a more realistic design for Sonic. Realistic. Yeah which incorporated more fur, more spikes over his body, new running sneakers, normal-sized eyes, and a more human athletic physique. This design got a lot of negative feedback. Yes. Yeah, and the film's release was delayed for by a few months while Sonic was redesigned to have a more faithful cartoonish design. The only major element kept was the new sneakers, which was going to, which he was going to change to his red shoes uh, once they got to San Francisco. Hmm. And Maddie gave him the new shoes. According to animator Max Schneider, 
Paramount expected that Sonic fans would object to the redesign, but that general audiences would not care, as that as had been the case with 2014's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hmm. He said Paramount felt the design gelled with the real world setting and characters. I have a feeling we're going to talk about that original redesign later on. A little bit, yeah. So I'm just going to skip past my thoughts on Paramount's poor decision making with that original one for now. Agreed. Jim Carrey remarked during his press promotion for the film that very little of the dialogue from the pages of the script ended up in the movie. Mm-hmm. He also was given a lot of creative freedom for his nonverbal scenes, receiving basic instructions like, here's the room and this is the music. Just do something to go with it. Have fun. When attra- what attracted Jim Carrey to this project more than anything else was that his daughter was a big fan of the Sonic the Hedgehog games growing up. Mm. The Mushroom Planet directly evokes Mushroom Hill Zone from the first level of Sonic and Knuckles, 1994. Okay, honest, honestly, watching the film for the first time, not knowing that, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, they're jabbing a Nintendo with that. I kind of think that was also part of yeah. it. More on my thoughts on this when we get to my speculation. Okay. Uh, in that zone, the various mushrooms could be used as springs and platforms for Sonic to jump. The villain was known as Dr. Robotnik outside of Japan prior to Sonic Adventure in 1998. Sonic the Hedgehog called him Eggman in that game as more of an insult before the villain started I'm started going by Dr. Mm, so the insult games. became his well, moniker. Okay, so... In the first game, he, tr- he he was going by Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. And Sonic and the gang were just using that as a derogatory... Yeah. Using Eggman as a derogatory term for him. Right. In the second game, uh, Sonic Adventure 2, he was actually using the name Dr. Eggman for a lot of his stuff, but they were still playing off the Robotnik moniker as his grandfather and uh, cousin may are a part of the lore of that game mm-hmm. and they go by gerald robotnik and maria robotnik really in the game so they were still kind of playing with it there but pretty much after that point they just kept calling him dr eggman to the point where in my opinion that's what he's known known as it, it, that was that was the worst thing they, they could have done understood i hate the name dr eggman really but josh does remind me that in sonic colors they came up with a new moniker for Dr. Robotnik. Okay. Baldy McNose hair. No. But it's funny. Okay. Uh, when Sonic starts rolling around the, the ground, two sounds from the games play simultaneously, namely the iconic spin attack sound and the dash pad sound. Okay. Having played Sonic the Hedgehog games in his college days, Dwayne the Rock Johnson tweeted his approval of the Is the Rock the President line in one of the spots. Of course. Which is which is in a different context from the final film. Yeah. Dr. Robotnik's playlist of songs mentions Crush 40. Do you know who they are? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> they're, okay. they're the band who plays like most of the Sonic for the Sonic soundtracks. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't get to hear any Crush 40 in the book. Yeah. I, I was maybe th- next time. Maybe next time. Especially if my speculation is correct. Uh. But that brings me to the end of the trivia. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and jump in here on my first like of the movie. The final redesign of yes. Sonic the Hedgehog, I actually like. Yeah, agreed. Because um, you have to realize how tricky that was, because all all those shots were made up with the idea of the bad model being used. Yeah. So they had to make the new model match every sightline that was already set up. Exactly. 
Uh, they couldn't change it too much because uh, they couldn't change the design up a whole lot because yeah. of the uh, just the general shape of the character and how they had stuff moving around. Yeah. Uh, they did at least give it the more cartoony feel to it, but he still felt had a more realistic feel to him without looking like a man in a running in a running suit with a giant mascot head on his yeah, face. Yeah, pretty which much. Is what the, the first redesign looked like. Yeah, but there's also a couple, and, and, I, and there's like a very interesting little call out on the thing that I noticed this time. Okay, on the old on the on the. In your old cartoon and, you know, the original games and pretty much every game. You know, Sonic does, while he's got two separate eyes, his, there's not really a separation down here by his nose. There's there's not a brow. Yeah. It's a brow that comes down, but the eyes, the way it's drawn. Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of like one big eye with two pupils. Yeah. Well, they didn't do that here, of course, because Mm. I'll be honest. That wouldn't have worked. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have worked at all. But as a nice little homage to that, down about where the white spot that connects the two eyes would be on the original model, yeah. or on, on the on the game, on the, on the artwork, yeah. on, on this version, Sonic has white fur going across the I nose. I saw that, yeah. It's like, that has to be what that's, a, that's an homage to. It's like, okay, yeah, that's where Sonic's eyes would be. Yeah. That's where his, that's where his weird eye-connected thing would be. Yeah. So, sorry. Uh, I got distracted. Of course. Uh, Sonic, and I, I really like the way they redesigned him for the movie. It, it's, there's still a part of me that kind of wishes, admittedly, because I'm a fanboy. Yeah. That I wish we got the original design, but to be honest, this is not a bad redesign of Sonic. No, I really it. enjoyed it. I can point, along with the old redesign for the movie, I can point to three other official redesigns that are worse. Okay. The big one being Sonic Boom. Yeah, I would agree with that. Bandanas, really? <laughs> bandages, but yeah. Band- I thought they were bandi- band. They're, they're bandages. Like- they're bandages. Okay. And Knuckles is like three feet tall for some reason. <laughs> they're three feet taller than everybody else. Okay. For some reason. That's weird. Yeah. It. I don't understand it, but it, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um. And I, I. But I really just like the way he looked for this movie. If you're going to redesign Sonic. Uh, that's how you do it physically. Yeah. And now let's talk about Ben Schwartz's uh, performance? performance as Sonic. I'm going to get to a, there's a bit, I have a bit of a disappointment with his performance, but without getting into that just yet and saving that for later. Yeah. For the most part, I feel he, while he is not the nineties Sonic. Okay. That Sonic team Makes has sense. tried to keep going for yeah. the past 30 years. Uh, he is kind of how Gen Z's attitude of Sonic would be. And I will give him that much because it's like, yeah, this is this is what Sonic would be like if he was created now. Yeah. And I can kind of live with that because he still with it has the heart of yeah what the character is in the games. And Basically, it's a modern and it's, it's a modern it's a, reinterpretation. Yeah. And it works. It's it not, does work very well. It doesn't feel forced. No. I'll, I'll take it. Like, there's one part that felt forced. OK. And that's when he Sonic did the floss stance move from Fortnite. Oh, OK. That I was, hate that dance. Well, it makes sense because he is it, a kid. It does. Don't get me wrong. It makes a ton of sense. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, he would be like, I think Sonic in this movie, I think he's like 17, like 17, 16 years old. Uh, assuming this is more of a extremely loose remake of the original game story. Yeah. It probably plays him more at like 12 or 13. Yeah. Somewhat, that's what, I, that's what yeah. I meant. 
Because when we when we first meet Sonic in the very beginning, he's, yeah, he's re- like seven. Yeah, he's like really young, and then yeah. we meet him like I think it's like eight years later. Yeah, so that would put him at twelve or thirteen. Twelve or thirteen years old, which is okay. about where he was in that Sonic makes, the Hedgehog one. That in makes the, in sense the, in the video game. That makes sense. Your first like, my first like, uh, it's actually um, what I've de- what I played, what I've what I've titled uh, player. Um, yeah, I can't even read my own writing. Uh, player of one scene where the uh, baseball field where ah. he's 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 watched all these kids play baseball and he's really enamored. And he wants to play, but he's uh, what was his his uh, mother figure's name again? Longclaw. Longclaw. The fact to be like he was told be like, do not interact with people. Don't let yourself be seen, which we see a lot of with characters mm-hmm. uh, trying to hide their identity or who they are or hide their powers. And so Sonic is left on the field and he does this amazing scene where he's, you know, playing himself, playing against himself. And it's done very well. And I, I, mean, I love that interaction. But when he realizes he's going to be alone his entire life. Yeah. Like the, the, the emotion that comes out of that definitely with the, the uh, voice actor who does Sonic. What's his name? Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz does an incredible job because he's very light, fun. It's just definitely the, the, uh, the kid who he is. But at that moment where he realizes he's going to be alone his entire life, that he knows all these people, they don't know him. So he starts running mm-hmm. and just like that, that, that buildup of emotion and the way his, the way his power is straight in this film was really amazing. I was like, Whoa, okay. That's amazing. And the, obviously the, the EMP goes off mm-hmm. and his power unleashes. And I was, I, I, I was, I was moving. I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause you're going from Sonic. Who's like, super like okay i can't be seen but i'm gonna watch all these people play mm-hmm. and want to play and he wants to be interactive but he knows he can't and he he plays with himself as you know, how much the the rate of speed he's going at he can do that yeah but when he when he gets on plate and he wants to high five someone there's no one there yeah and that makes me like that's very lonely when you do something by yourself and the, the idea of like his expressionism of be like, I'm, I'm, I'm alone and I'm never going to have anybody. And that that's um, like, whenever you're like, if you've ever played by yourself as a kid and there's no one else there to play with, that's, that's hard. Yeah. That's really hard. Definitely. We don't have anything else to play with and being the fact to be like, he's literally, he can't have interaction with anybody. He can't be like, he can't have a friend. And his his dread is to go into this mushroom world where there's no one to interact with. That and he knows of. That he knows of. That he knows of. Um, but just that 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 outward expression of him running the bases at full speed and his power unleashing, and it's just the, that that outcry when when he when mm-hmm. that that emotional outrage that outburst is just incredible. I I, just, I found that scene just invoking of like when maybe when I was a child, cause I was very much cause I obviously I would play with other kids, but there's times like no one else would play with me. I would go and play by myself and you feel kind of defeated and you just like, no one cared about you. Yeah. But be like, it, obviously people do care about, care about you or care about me when I was a kid. It was just like those moments to be like, I kind of hit home a little bit. It's like when, when you're playing by yourself and then no one else wants to play with you or no one will play with. You. So, yeah. So there again, I, I'm getting a little more deeper into who, you know, my, my younger years, but thankfully I grew up with two younger brothers and fam- a lot, a big family. 
And you know, I, 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 do, I do have a lot of friends, a lot of friends in life, including yourself. Um, so it's just like that understanding of Sonic being alone. And this, that, that's, that's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking because you realize you're never going to have anybody, that, you know, you can't have contact with anybody because of your unique abilities or power. Right. And that was just, that was so moving. It was so just like gut wrenching. I was like, oh my gosh, you, f- you feel bad for the little guy. But then obviously things change and he runs into uh, James Marston's character and things change very quickly from that. Yeah. So yeah, my number one is the uh, the the baseball diamond scene where he his uh his emotions come out mm-hmm. and he you know becomes the uh, the his nickname is the Blue Devil but his uh, his power is unleashed and you don't know how to control it and I thought that was right. that was so good that was so good i love that so yeah my number one is the the uh the baseball diamond scene okay all right what's your number two my second like is all of the call outs and easter eggs to oh. sonic the previous sonic the hedgehog games and games okay i have to say it that way because i'll just go ahead and hit the meme first the crayon drawing of the blue devil yes i, I, I saw that i knew what that was from that is sanic <laughs> that's sanic that's sanic <laughs> okay that is a meme from a couple years ago. It is badly drawn Sonic. Oh, yeah. Is, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I heard. Uh, of course, you know, the movie takes place in Green Hills, Montana. Yes. Being, of course, a call out to Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Yeah. Uh, they end up in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which is the uh, visual basis for many of the city levels in Sonic Adventure 2. Mm-hmm. Um. There, you see a sign at one point there in Sonic's little uh, cave yeah. for Hilltop. Yeah. Which is call out to Hilltop Zone from mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure 2. The map mm-hmm. that Longclaw gives him yeah. has the Sega Saturn logo on it in one spot. Really? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And you actually can see an image of a Chaos Emerald. Really? Yeah, I'm on that map too. It's very quick. you got to be paying attention to Okay. Um. There's, there's just so many cool little things like it, it will go pop by you in an instant. Like on one of the uh, cars there during the chase scene where Robotnik's chasing him with the ever shrinking drone. Yeah. One of them has a chow thing on their dashboard. Okay. The chow are these little creatures from Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 that you could actually raise. Oh, okay. Like a Tom- Tom- Tamagotchi top thing. But okay. You, it's connected into the game, so... They had one of those that was there, which yeah. was cool. Um, and there's so many other little things. I can't even name them all. Like we said, uh, the mushroom planet that Sonic's afraid he's going to have to go to. Yeah. I think it's simultaneously. Yeah, agree. A call out to Mushroom Hill Zone from Sonic and Knuckles. Mm-hmm. And a jab at, at the Mario <laughs> franchise. Agreed. Because during that era, be like they were just like. Oh, yeah. Neck and neck. I would be dumb. surprised if there's not a jab at Sonic the Hedgehog in the Mar- in the Mario movie. If there's not, the there better over. be. Yeah. Uh, just just for fun. It's just you know, the, the console war is long dead. Between yeah. Sonic and Mario. But Nintendo the legacy of it still Sonic, lives. That is still very much in the memory of our minds. Mm-hmm. And I just I like just the little jab. It was it was subtle. Mm hmm. Because they could have chosen anything yeah, for that. Agreed. But they chose mushrooms. Agreed. Which is like, you know, you, you pick something. You just have to pick something. Yeah, agreed. Um, of course, uh, the rings. You mm-hmm. might think that the rings being used as teleporter is a invention for the movie. Mm. 
It's not. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog 1, you use these giant rings to uh, go to go to the uh, different individual uh, special stages. Oh, okay. And that returns in Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Sonic Mania. Oh, okay. And this was used all throughout the Archie Comics uh, run to show them going between different worlds, plus Sonic Saturday Morning and Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. That is used true. the rings as a transport method. And this is even copied in the opening movie for Sonic Mania. Okay. And as a direct call out to Sonic Mania, the song at the very beginning where Sonic's running through obviously Green Hill Zone. Yeah. Even though it's not called that. Mm -hmm. uh, The song playing there is Friends from Sonic Mania. Really? Yeah. I recognize it the minute the first couple notes play. It's like, ah, it's Friends. (laughs) (laughs) I know this song. And of course you do get a a couple notes of uh, Green Hill Zone there at the very end of the movie. Okay. Uh, in the background as uh, they're reconstru- they're rebuilding the house. Yeah. Before, uh, you know, the government guy comes by. Yeah, that's a funny scene. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, there are, with Dr. Robotnik's costume, and of mm. course, they do give a call out to Eggman. Yeah. And Sonic calls him as a derogatory statement. Yeah. Uh, but slow, it starts off where you have, you know, he's... He still has the more he has his more subdued mustache. He's yeah. got the goggles on his head. Yeah. But it's all very calm. Yeah. It's not it's not in your face. But as the movie goes on, he slowly starts adding in more red to his wardrobe. Mm-hmm. To where when he's in essentially his version of the Eggmobile. Yeah. At in San Francisco, it's like he looks just like how you might redesign Dr. Robotnik in a more serious realistic look yeah and they don't stop there because when you get to mushroom planet <laughs> he's in full dr robotnik getup, <laughs> the full friggin thing he's bald he's got the mustache out to here <laughs> he's got the goggles on over his eyes mm-hmm. and he's somehow gained weight on yeah. the mushroom planet right those mushrooms must be really high in fat <laughs> um and he's and, th- and throughout the thing, I, I didn't catch this the first time, but you know he's got that Agent Stone with him. Yeah, this is not the first time so- uh, Doctor Bonnick has had an assistant. Yeah, with him. Uh, in the original cartoon, you know, you had the uh, or the Sonic, not, not Sonic, uh, Sonic Saturday morning. You had Snively. Okay, which was his kind of you know henchman that was always underneath yeah. him. And then Sonic Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, the more comedy one, had Grounder and I can't remember the rooster's name. But they were kind of his, you know, kick around. Yeah. Because they're just stupid. Minions. Minions. And then uh, they actually stuck around, I think, for some of the Archie comics, too. Although that I could be wrong about. And then, of course, Knuckles, not to spoil too much, but in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, uh, Robotnik tricks Knuckles into working for him. Oh, okay. Speculation on that later on. Okay. Um, This is a hint. I Uh, gotcha. And then, of course, later on, he gets, uh, in the more, more modern games, he has Orbot and Cubot yeah. as his minions. And so it, the fa- bringing in Stone, both versions of Stone. <laughs> yep. Both Stone and, stone. and the Stone. Yeah. Uh, kind of work on this kind of idea. Yeah. So I, I like that. There's just so it's it's a, while this is telling its own story and it is its own movie. Yeah. It has enough ties back into what Sonic was. That it's like, okay, yeah, this is just a reinterpretation. It is not meant. It is an adaptation, yes, but it's not meant to be in any way, shape, or form 
a direct adaptation. Yeah. Mo- this is where most video game movies, I think, foul up. We talked about, uh, before the show, the original Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. That is like the, ex- this is like the worst way of doing what Sonic the Hedgehog did. Agreed. Because they just went too dark. They went too away from what Mario was. Yeah, post-apocalyptic. Right, whereas Sonic, while it's still an original story, it is well within the vein of a Sonic the Hedgehog exactly. story. Exactly. And that's what I appreciate, is that this is a Sonic the Hedgehog story without while being something new mm-hmm. at the same time. And this, sorry, Scratch, th- thank you, Josh, the, the rooster's name was Scratch. Scratch, okay. Makes sense, fruit, uh, chicken scratch. Anyway, yeah. uh, it, it called back to so many of these other elements that are as much about art from from our childhood, mm-hmm. especially if you've been in Sonic fandom as long as I've been. Yeah. And they mixed everything together and came out with, here's how we would reinterpret that right now. Mm-hmm. This is it. And it's like, this is actually good. I actually yeah. enjoy this. And it works. So yeah, that's my number two. All of the call-outs and connections back to previous Sonic the Hedgehog lore. Okay. Without, while still being its own. I gotcha. Your second life. Okay, so before I do that, I've got two things. Okay. One, I'm, I was recalling when you were talking about this. Uh, I think this was last year, I believe. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Heather Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, she had said, because she saw I drew Sonic at one point. And so her son, Samuel, I think her, her oldest son, uh, loved Metal Sonic. So he, yeah. she wanted me to draw him Metal Sonic. So I wound up drawing a sketch for her. And she turned out wanting printing the sketch and give it to her son, which was amazing. So more of a shout out to that right. connection with that. Second, I think you missed something. Oh, you did. There's a lot I could hit. And yeah. Well, there's the things. the very classic whenever Sonic got hit in the game, his coins just burst out. Right. Yeah, there is that. I mean, but that's because it's in the bag. It didn't burst out of. Yeah, yet. but it's more it's more like a callback to it. Well, and you do when, actually he, when he hits the pavement and all you, the coins go everywhere. And you do actually hear the coin loss sound effect when that happens. You do. I thought that was I was like, OK, yeah. that's interesting. I thought that was and very they used, unique. They use all the classic sound effects. Yeah. In the game, despite the fact they don't really work in the live action environment. And yet they work here. Yeah. In a strange way. And plus the Paramount logo. Yes. All the rings. I love that. I was I, like, I love when people, when, I always love when movies play with the opening logos a little bit. Exactly. I will say that I have one small disappointment with how they handled the Sega logo. Okay. I really think they should have just done a recreation of the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 version and had Sonic run past the logo, maybe as it was forming out of the old, all those old screens, mm-hmm. and then actually have a big, like, movie style choir saying the Sega theme. Sega. Yep. That would go. But they, we got the notes right when they were supposed to hit. So uh-huh. that works fine still. Agreed. But there's still parts like, I still would like the choir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number two is uh, Jim Carrey's stellar performances, uh, Dr. Robotnik. Okay. I, I was just like, because kind of like you, when you said, be like, oh, he's going to be a Robotnik, he's going to be Eggman. I'm like, because my interpretation of Eggman, he's a very large man. And yeah. just crazy. And, and Jim Carrey is not. No, he's he's a he's he's a man who is nearly 60 years old. Yeah. And Jim Carrey, like in the night in the in the 90s, it was just on par. Be like mm-hmm. and then more recently he had kind of not dropped out of favor, but he just was doing much smaller roles. Yeah. And then he did this film, which was like, oh my god, like Pure Jim Carrey to the max. Classic 90s Jim Carrey. Classic. And what but, it reminded me primarily yeah. of his performance from uh, 
Batman Forever played the ju- yeah the, the Riddler. Ju- played the Riddler, and that I, was I absolutely- still have the thought if they ever remake a new Riddler movie again, yeah, just rehire Jim Carrey, yeah, because he deserves it with a decent writer and director. Because I think he's he's the Edward Nigma I like. I, I completely agree. This Jim Carrey's performance in this film is incredible. The the fact to be like the the fact to be like like the director gave him just be like okay ad lib it yeah and just like coming up with all these amazing little lines and quirks and how he like designed the character the mm-hmm. way he walked the way he talked just everything just like his interaction with uh, the other actor who played uh, Stone was absolutely hilarious oh yes. my gosh. It's like the the fact that be like one point where Stone sort of says he literally jams his hand into his mouth and pulls him to him. It's mm-hmm. like that's genius. Yeah. Like like every every scene he's robotic. Even the point where he goes complete Eggman. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. But there again, I am not the Sonic you know guy you are. Yeah. But understanding the Sonic lore, I do know. It's just like when when I saw that that uh the the that second closing scene or the first, it was the first one or the second one. The one where Robotnik on the mushroom yeah, plane. On the mushroom plane. Was it the first one or the second one? I don't remember. Okay. Either way. I think it was right before the credits. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So like that scene was incredible. I was like, oh my gosh, he's gonna complete Eggman. Yeah. That's nuts. He looks like Eggman. Well, he does look like Eggman, but he looks like a specific Eggman. The only Eggman that it makes sense to fit. To fit the more realistic look. Yeah. And that is the one from, of all games, Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Okay. He has that look about it. Because that game actually had more humans in it than just Dr. Robotnik. Okay. So, and they were more of a, they're still anime-ish. Yeah. But they were more realistic. Yeah. And so they had to redesign Robotnik since he's human to look like the humans. Yeah. And they made this more realistic, but still obviously Robotnik design for him. Yeah. And that's kind of what Jim Carrey's design looks like at the end of the movie. Agreed. At the same time you're looking at it and there's a, there's that feeling. It's like, you're looking at it's like, okay, yeah, he's a, throughout the movie, he's kind of just a character. Yeah. Of Robotnik. And then there was that, you know how, even though as adults, mm-hmm. the, the, the Skeletors and stuff, the villains of your childhood mm-hmm aren't really scary anymore, but when you see them being their full selves, yeah. if someone's redoing them, you kind of get that chill. It's like, the villain has returned? Yeah. I had that feeling <laughs> in that scene. It's like, it's Robotnik. I'm not scared of him. It's hilarious what's going on, but it's like, there's that you finally hit Robotnik level. I want the sequel now. <laughs> because here's the thing, and I'm going to get into more of this when I hit speculation. I want the next movie to be more Robotnik. Okay. For us to actually understand stand what uh, what the Robotnik of this world, what his background is. Because yeah, me too. For one thing, the better your villain, the better your hero. Exactly. It's just the nature of the thing. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, I gotcha. So yes, it's definitely uh, Jim Carrey's performance as Dr. Robotnik or Eggman was just flat out probably one of the best performances I've seen in years. Definitely of a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's probably, he's, he's like, like, the, the movies we've reviewed, I have to go back and, like, look at all the films we've done so far. Yeah. And see, like, the best villain. We'll probably do that at some point. Um, like a like a top ten, top five, like, best right. villains of the movies we reviewed. But, yeah, he's up there. Oh, my gosh. Incredible performance. And he's that villain that is fun for being a villain. 
Oh, yeah. He's evil for evil's sake, and it's fun watching it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's he's the dick dastardly style villain. Agreed. And I love that. And, but yet they still, while he is the dick dastardly style villain, they gave him motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still an egotistical maniac. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, you get hints that there's more to it going on. And that's kind of, well, I'll get more into that when I get to the speculation. Right. Because uh, here's the other thing. My third like is Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Yes. Uh, because he's a character I expected not to like. I expected to hate Jim Carrey's performance mm -hmm. of Dr. Robotnik going, going into it. I just had a very low bar because... Outside of the Riddler and a couple of his more serious, Jim Carrey's more serious movies, yeah, I don't have very high. Um, uh, I don't think very highly of Jim Carrey as an actor. Okay, some of his more comedic stuff, like in Liar Liar, is actually still good. Yes, don't get me wrong, but and, and he has the type of manic energy I think this version of Doctor Robotnik needs. Yeah, but I was going into it thinking I'm, I'm still I was still going into it. With Dean Bristow's performance of Dr. Robotnik from Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 in my mind. Okay. Where it was just like this, no way, I can't believe this. Yes, that is a quote. <laughs> vocal in vocal inflection too. Yes. I'm expecting this kind of over-the-top, overly dramatic, not overly comedic performance. Right. Of Dr. Robotnik. And so I'm, I knew Jim Carrey couldn't do that. And I was expected, and just because you know, Jim Carrey's comedy is either spot on or completely off the mark, at least for, from my perspective. Okay. I was afraid this was going to be an off the mark. Okay. And it wasn't. He was right on the mark. It was great. And I really, really want to see him in the next movie. Okay. And so I already kind of touched on also some of that like one here. So Agreed. Your third like. My third like would be the the bar scene. This was going to be... <laughs> this is one I thought of too. Yeah. I mean, clearly, it's an illusion. It's inspired by... Um, what is that mutant's name in X-Men? Quicksilver. Quicksilver, thank you. It's inspired by the Quicksilver scenes from X-Men, uh, Days of Future Past, mm -hmm. and is it Apocalypse? Yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah, both times they do that in that scene. It's obviously inspired by that. Yeah. But this, where that was just few, few, few cute funny things in the X-Men yeah. one, this is like, okay, now we're just going to go bonkers yeah. on the whole thing. Plus, that's where Sonic eats his first chili dog. dog. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, you have to realize the chili dog is an odd thing for a speedster to really like. Yeah. And it's been there. It's a comics connected thing. And it wasn't canon in the games until Sonic Generations. Hmm. But you look, it's just, it's like, oh, he's eating a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is your like, go. Totally understand. Uh, just, just from my own personal voice, my own personal view, MCU. Quicksilver is better. Just my opinion. It's fair. Okay. I know some people will fight me on that, but that's my opinion. But I'm sticking to it. Either way. So I don't think we got enough of that one for me to form a good one. Yeah. So, but I also like X-Men Quicksilver too. But anyway. Yeah. So either way, uh, the the uh, the bullet time scene where obviously you get the inspiration from the uh, the Box of Marvel yes. series uh, inspiration, but... Just like the pure silliness of it. The fact mm -hmm. that he, like he's this little 13 year old little boy who is a little alien hedgehog with super with super speed is going around and tying everybody up. And yeah. just, again, eating his first chili dogs. Yeah. Plural. Plural. <laughs> yes. Just like 
I found it absolutely hysterical. The the fact to be like it's one the scene is Sonic being curious, James Marston character coming in and realizing that he's ne- he he's never done this, so why not? Mm-hmm. They get the bucket list, you get the the two bonding, and then you get the bar fight, which is hilarious. Yes. Then you get the uh, the bullet time scene, mm-hmm. which is just absolutely hysterical because think of a little kid who does who is very intelligent. He's a very intelligent yeah, little hedgehog. But he's still a kid. He's still a kid. So he's going to do everything incredibly silly. Yeah. But with his his super speed, and it's just hysterical, the fact that like he takes the bear head off the books of the guy who's going to tackle him. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius. Like everything. The the fact that you, know, you go back to uh, Marvel, um, Fox uh, Age of Apocalypse. Not Age of Apocalypse, but... Uh, Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, Days of Future Past. Yeah. When the first time that happened. Then you get Apocalypse, where those scenes get a little... It's like, oh, okay. It's a, it's a... Anno- those scenes are annoying to me. It's like, oh, okay. But that's just the way... That's my m- mindset when it comes yeah. to those characters. But when they did it here in Sonic, it was like, oh, okay. It's it's more whimsical. It's more funny. Mm-hmm. And it's not... I, I, just, I just found those scenes very annoying. It Definitely when they repeated again in Apocalypse, I found that even more annoying. But I understand why they did it. And respect the uh, the uh, the director's decision to do that. Yes. Really understand why they did it. Here, I find it hilarious. Very funny. Very well executed. Way they, they tied everything literally and figuratively up in a nice little bow. Uh-huh. And literally made it a way where Marston and Sonic can get away. Yeah. And I just found it hysterical. So yeah, my number three is the bar scene and bullet time scene. Alrighty. Yeah, that's my number three. All right, so jumping into our dislikes. Yes. This is a total nitpick. Okay. I will grant you this is a nitpick. And this just comes from me having played so many Sonic the Hedgehog games and kind of just having a feel for it because this game, the game, the movie has kind of identifiable stages mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. And so the fact that the last final stage is back in Green Hill, is back in Green Hill. Yeah. And not. It, most of the time it would be like in some, in the games, it's some big, huge contraption or something that mm-hmm. Dr. Robotnik has made. Or in the case of uh, Sonic Adventure, you know, an entirely destroyed city. Yeah. Um, but it kind of has this big epic feel. The fact that we go back to the beginning, almost as, to that initial town, Green Hill, is almost kind of annoying. It's like, why did we come back here of all places? After we've been all around the world... This you don't come back to the original town until the epi- epilogue, till you're actually you know fair moving towards your end credits. So yeah. Why did we do our final fight here? And also, why is it in Green Hill the only place where it's night when all over the stinking world it was daytime? Very true. Very That's true. another little thing that bothered yeah. me. But granted, it's a nitpick. It works for the story. It's just a part of me wishes it followed the game's. The style of the game is a little more where we ended up where the big fight was against a Dr. Robotnik in a much bigger machine than the Egg Mobile. Okay. Makes sense. Like I said, nitpick. Yes. Anyway. Okay. So my first uh, dislike kind of follows in that same vein. That's the exact same thing you're referring to. Okay. So when Sonic is knocked out, mm-hmm. be like his fur is dirty. Like he like he's bruised up. He's banged up. He's his furs, his quills are dirty. His fur is dirty. 
His shoes are dirty. When he goes to high five Marson's character, mm-hmm. his gloves are completely white. <laughs> they should be dirty. They also. should be dirty. I I I understand the the almost the motif to be like his his gloves are white. They got to be perfect. But he got the he got the crud kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. Like his gloves should be dirty. Yeah, and like the scene where he high fives Marson's character, I like it's a great scene. It's just like. There should be a smudge on those gloves. They're pure white. Something. Something. It yeah. drove me nuts. On the second viewing, I was like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on, guys. At least make them grimy or dirty. He just got into a big fight with somebody. Yeah. It's like, what? Does he put gloves on top of his gloves and pull the other gloves off? <laughs> so yeah, the, that that's a nitpick. That's yeah. a nitpick. So yes, mine is Sonic's perfectly white gloves at the very end of the movie. Okay. <laughs> What? <laughs> All right. All right. What is yours? Number one. I already gave my number one. All right. Number, two, number two. This movie is a reverse isekai. Okay. Explain. Uh, to some people, I just spoke gibberish. I'll admit. Yeah. So would you please explain? Isekai is a style of anime. Uh, is an anime genre that is very, very popular right now. Yes. In which a character from one world, namely like a mod, a world much like ours. Travels to a fantasy world where they're overpowered. Yes. For Agreed. whatever reason. Agreed. This is a reverse isekai, which means a character traveled to our world and they're overpowered in our world, which is Sonic. Yeah. Now, he granted, he may have been overpowered in his original world, but and I, I'll consider this a nitpick also because while I do think isekai in the anime genre is a little mm-hmm. played right now. Yeah. For modern people, maybe this isn't that big. For for our normal audiences, maybe this isn't as big a deal mm-hmm. as it is for me. But there's still a part of me that kind of wishes it didn't take place in our world. Yeah. That it took place on South Island, which is where the original Sonic games. Okay. In essence, I want the game to take place. I want the movie to be on Mobius. Okay. That's kind of how my, my thought process is. The fact that it's on Earth, you know, it works for what it does. I appreciate how they made it work with it being our planet. But the fact that they went a full reverse isekai on the story is like, eh, this kind of lends itself to the Alvin and the Chipmunks kind of stuff. I agree. Where Or the, the live action Smurfs movies where it's like, eh, yes, it's it's characters. Th- th- there's characters from different worlds. It shouldn't be meshing, but they're meshing. Yeah. And anyway. Agreed. So yeah, that's, I wish, I kind of wish it was just better, less, I guess less uh, cliched. Yeah. Than, than it was. And I just, and I'm getting tired of these. So yeah. Understood. That's my second dislike. What's yours? My second dislike would be, it's in the exact same scene. Mm-hmm. Exact same scene. I described my first one. My first dislike. One, Sonic has perfectly white gloves. Yes. Two, the power of friendship. Trump. <laughs> okay, so the the fact you're gonna that have to really push the the, the the magic of friendship sort of stuff is in the Sonic games. So okay, you're gonna have to didn't work know with that. This. Didn't know that. I okay, mean, Sonic Tails and Knuckles are friends. Yeah, it's power of friendship sort of stuff. Agreed. It's a standard shonen trope. Agreed. It's in like everything. Yeah, it it gets a little overplayed in my opinion. Fair enough. Okay. Like the isekai problem. All right. So in this scene where Robotnik has clearly defeated Sonic. And even Marston's character says, be like, be like, this was his, be like, this was his world. Claim, like, 
saying to be like he wasn't moving. He was apparently it was like apparently dead. So in this, I I I um I uh, all right. So at least we don't have a crying Pikachu problem. That is oh my gosh yes. That's like the worst version of what you're describing. Yeah, agreed. So the fact that like all the other characters are playing that uh, Sonic has died. Mm -hmm. So the fact to be like when Marston character be like says he's my friend. Be like it'd be like you you be like you you uh you 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 hurt my friend or something yeah. like that. The fact to be like that's what brings him back to life. And two, it makes him it brings him to his full potential and his power. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I totally get it. It's definitely if what I understand about the games. Yeah, be like that's kind of a a, a big element of the games. But when we were talking about if using more of an anime design, anime design definitely within the shonen uh, genre, and also in broader sense of movies. Yeah, that trope has been played to death, and it gets annoying as all out. <laughs> and I, there again, I do understand right. why they used it, but at the same time, it's like okay, so the power of friendship, quote unquote, brought Sonic back to life or out of his coma, and. Um, brought forth his full potential of his power just by Marston's character saying he's my friend in which I understand the, yeah. the, the logic of it is that Sonic has never had a true friend. Mm-hmm. And so Marston calling him a friend would snap him out of his, yeah. whatever he was in, but it's, I, I wish they would have probably played that a little differently. Maybe just like, I don't know. I'm there again. I am not a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they could have played that a little differently and not use the power of friendship to bring it back to life. But I understand why they did it. I just find it a little annoying. Three things. Okay. A, the quote unquote death scene there yeah. occurs after he lost rings. True. That he, is true. The, his fainting was just what, you know, and when in the game, when he gets hit, he does kind of have that fall back. Mm-hmm. knocked out and they just played a little longer for emotional. So I'm thinking a yeah. B. I don't remember what my B was. So I'm going to jump to C. <laughs> I had a B. It's gone. <laughs> Jumping straight to C quote from Sonic adventure and Sonic adventure Two. Okay. The servers are the seven chaos. Chaos is power, power enriched by the heart. The server serves to unify, to unify the chaos. This is a quote from what makes the chaos emeralds. work. Okay. Part of that I wanted to point out is, Chaos is power, power enriched by the heart. Okay. Sonic, throughout most of this movie, probably since Longclaw d- uh, died, yeah. has not felt love. Yeah, probably. The, the truth it is. James, James Marsden, uh, Tom, yeah. Tom saying he is my friend yeah. is the first amount of love Sonic has probably received. Very true. Not counting the gift from Jojo, but Jojo's yeah. just a nice kid. Yeah. Uh, is the first bit of love he's really received in years. Yeah, agreed. That sort of thing does kind of jumpstart the the heart metaphor. Agreed, agreed. And that's the that. only real thing I'm going to jump into. And plus, it does play into what makes Sonic able to become supersonic later on with the Chaos Emeralds. Okay. Later on. That's just a thought. But okay. anyway. Understood. I I understand your point yeah, completely. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying it's it, it's it's while I understand your disappointment in its use. Yeah, I think that power friendship is so written into the DNA. Agreed. Of Agreed. The franchise that in order to keep it still within the heart of the rest of Sonic, the rest of the franchise, mm-hmm. you kind of have to play into it. Agreed. Completely agreed. 
and it, and they do a good end of for that kind of thing. They actually, it's actually a pretty decent version of. It. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's just the the trope has been played to death. Yeah, and I, I just I just don't know how you do it without it. In this, yeah, in this agreed, one. agreed. There again, be like I didn't know all the lore of Sonic, so just the, playing, the fact that I start quoting it. Uh, yes, you do obscure <laughs> chaos em- chaos emerald chant. Yeah, <laughs> this kind of just I, I saw the look on your face, like what the crap are you saying? <laughs> I kind of gathered when you started quoting, I was like, oh, okay, that's from a Sonic game. Yeah, it's from Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, where they literally say this around the Master Emerald to get the Chaos Emerald, to get the Chaos Emeralds back in control. But anyways, you know, stop Perfect Chaos or the Bio-Lizard. But anyways. Bio-Lizard. That's what he's called. Okay. Except in the last fight where he's called the Final Hazard. Okay. Great boss fight. Anyway. <laughs> Either way. Go check out that Twitch clip uh, from <laughs> Sonic Saturdays. Please. My third dislike. Sonic is missing his 90s attitude. Agreed. Granted, he's got a Gen Z attitude that is very familiar and is in the same vein. Yeah. But he's missing his attitude. 90s sass. Yeah. His 90s. At- Part of the character. Do you know what the, what the, what the char- one of the character inspirations for Sonic the Hedgehog was? No. Bill Clinton. Clinton? Strange connection there. I know. Clinton? Yes, that okay. is, he's that's for, quoted for, as... When, former President for, Bill Clinton. Well, he wasn't president yet when, okay. the, when they based it off of him. Yeah. But the idea is that he was, this all, obviously all before all the other troubles Clinton ran into. Right. But there was that kind of attitude of, where I'm awesome. Yeah. And I'm awesome because I'm awesome. Yeah. That is not in the Sonic. I, I agree with you. agree with you on that. He, he's... He is very, it's a, he's got a very satirical kind of a ironic awesome feel to him, which is very Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it, if you're going to remake the character for a modern audience. Agreed. This is kind of how you would do it. Yeah. But there is someone who has grown up with Sonic for the past 30 years. I miss the 90s of Agreed. the original attitude. And it's, it's And even though the attitude, that attitude has kind of waned in more recent Sonic games. Mm-hmm. You can still tell it's it's still kind of there. It's because it's still Sonic having a, is this character advanced this that mm-hmm. amount of time, but uh, it's just not here. Yeah, it's agreed. more Gen Z. And I'm not saying Gen Z is a bad thing. It's just that's the closest illusion I can get to who uh, to to this. It's just a very ironic irony, awesome kind of a thing. Yeah, agreed. That makes sense. Agreed. So yeah, that's my third is the '90s is from the Sonic. What's your third? My third. Sonic. Okay, going back to the bar scene. <laughs> I love that scene, except for one thing. And it's a hilarious little scene. It's just the CG doesn't work. Okay, so you know the scene I'm talking about, right? I think I do. And I think this is one of the things that failed when they redid the character model. Agreed. So the scene I'm referring to is where Sonic is bowing up to the biker. Mm-hmm. And he starts, you know, playing the tough guy. And he pull, he turns the ball around and bops on the head. Yeah. There's no shadow on the bottle. <laughs> like it, it literally like it's like like yeah, the there's literally no impact whatsoever. Yeah. Like yeah, a bottle like if I was to go and just bunk 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 you on the head with a bottle, mm-hmm. like yeah, there would be some kind of physical impact and there's nothing. I understand Sonic is like he's a little kid. Yeah. But But I mean there's not even the you don't even see the, the impact on the guy's head. It's no, it's like no connection whatsoever. No, it's just like, just like, didn't, now I understand the guy's supposed to be like a tough guy and 
that doesn't yeah, really hurt. But him. I mean, you, if you're gonna keep with this realistic look, there should be at least some give to his skin. When yeah, at, at least at least he, like there like should be that, shadow. It shouldn't be like too the, comical. Like the, okay, use the example. Uh, like you hit something, you're naturally it's going to uh, ricochet. It's going to ricochet. It's a recoil. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recoil from it. So his head should kind of just bump back just a little bit yeah. from that hit. Even though it'd be no like that, how straight and straight up he is. Yeah, exactly. Stiff he is. So it's just it, like I found it like one. I found it kind. Of, I found it funny. The same to be like it's like okay, it's funny the fact that be like Sonic like is bopping this guy over the head with the with a bottle and the bottle won't break. The bottle won't break. I thought that was hilarious, but at the exact same time, it's like but there's there's no there's no like like physical reaction mm-hmm. which there would be or there's no shadows or nothing. Yeah. And it just looks like it's like they're they're like the the CG wasn't fully completed, mm-hmm. and that's just what it just it bugged me when I saw that I was like, really? This is that's there again. It's a nitpick, and I just found if they would have like had the actor actually like move his head slightly, yeah, it would have made it would have gave more a sense or of had somebody in a uh, like a, a green screen suit, yeah holding the bottle and actually kind of doing a light tap against his head. Yeah, exactly. To give it that. Obviously, you'd make make the bottle not break. Because you don't want it to break. Make it look like a little plastic bottle. A a stiff plastic bottle, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, just that would be like to give it more of like realistic grounded in reality. But this is is like, okay, this is a CG character bopping somebody with no real connection. Yeah, it almost... It's the fact that it doesn't break is not the problem. It's yeah. the fact that it feels fake. Yeah, it feels fake. Anyway. That's my number three. Alrighty. That brings us to the end of our dislikes, which means it's now time to rate this mm-hmm. thing. I'm giving it an 8.5. Really? Yes. It is in the vein of the classic Sonic the Hedgehog games. Not interested. It is reinvented, and there's so much that they do right here if you're going to do a reinvention. Mm-hmm. Uh most of my negatives, like I said, are nitpicks. And I just kind of wish it was done just a little bit differently. Uh, but for the most part, it's just an enjoyable, fun movie. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, 8.5. Okay. Uh, I was well, I will as well. I as well will give it an 8.5. It is just, it's an incredible film. Carrie just kills it. Mm-hmm. Every scene he's in, he just be like, it's, it's Jim Carrey gold. Yes. It's Jim Carrey gold. It has an amazing cast. I think, uh, I want to call him Jim Shooter, but no, that was a guy at Marvel Comics. Yeah, no, this you're thinking of a uh, you think of Sonic, uh, Bill, not Bill, Ben Schwartz, Ben Schwartz. Yeah, Ben Schwartz' performance as Sonic was really good. Definitely with the fact that it's it's a it's a uh, a, mo- a modern interpretation, mm-hmm. the a modern design of him and Shooter's just Schwartz. Sorry, Schwartz uh, does just an incredible job with his performance. And be like, you have a great cast, you have great writing, and uh, I'm looking forward to Sonic 2. Yes. And speaking of Sonic 2, I'm going to do something that we don't normally do on this show. Ah. Speculate on where we're going. Okay. Since this sequel's coming out next year. Yeah. So, if Sonic, if if the first movie we just reviewed Mm -hmm. is based loosely on Sonic 1, Mm -hmm. my speculation is that... uh, the next movie is going to be based on both Sonic 2 mm-hmm. and Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Okay. In that, Tails is... I'm going to suspect Sonic doesn't has never met Tails before. Okay. But Tails maybe grew up... 
my, okay, my suspicion is, just to touch on things, yeah. Longclaw was attacked by that Echidna tribe right. at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. My suspicion is that Echidna tribe got some of her ring, and at least one of them made it to Angel Island. Okay. Which is actually where Mushroom Planet is, but they can't okay. call it Mushroom Planet. Because I think Mushroom Planet is actually Mushroom Hill Zone from Sonic, th- Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Okay. Robotnik is there, and he's going to come across the the uh, the Chaos em- or the Master Emerald and learn of the legend of the Chaos Emeralds. Mm-hmm. And he's going to trick Knuckles into helping him find this these great big power sources so he can you know power whatever he's going to power. Yeah. Tails is not necessarily looking for Sonic at the end of the movie when he says he's got to be here. Yeah. I think Tails is actually looking for someone. I think that mo- that scene actually takes place long after the movie. Okay. Like a year or two. Like it's literally, I'm literally thinking it's a scene from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Okay. Like, you know, some of the MCU stuff does. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tails grew up hearing stories about Sonic from Longclaw, as Tails was was probably raised by Longclaw also, meaning that Longclaw survived the Echidna attack. Okay. And ended up raising Tails and told Tails about all this. Mm. And yeah, it's been seven or eight years, but Tails is about five years younger than, not five years, but about two or three, four years younger maybe than Sonic. Yeah. Which timing-wise fits on when all that all them show up. Yeah. He's not necessarily looking for Sonic, but this idea of Sonic. Okay. And he's going to come up against Sonic. Or the Sonic we have. He's going to be thinking more like 90 Sonic, especially since they were using the current Tails voice actress. Yeah. My, this is all theory. Eventually, Sonic, Dr. Robotnik is going to find his way back with the Chaos Emeralds, and he's going to activate maybe not the Death Egg from Sonic the Hedgehog 2 mm-hmm. and Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Right. But he's going to activate some other, I think something more closer to like the Egg Carrier from Sonic Adventure 1. Okay. And uh, he's going to, uh, in the process of this, Sonic is going to, by the end of the movie, he's going to get a hold of the Chaos Emeralds himself and he's going to go Super Sonic. Makes sense. That is my speculation. And it, it works. Yeah. And I think that... Now, granted, they could go a totally different direction, but I kind of have this feeling that that's how you get Knuckles into the movie since they already technically kind of went to a place inspired by Mushroom Hill Zone. Yeah. Which is on Angel Island, which is where the Master Emerald is and where the Chaos Emeralds originally came from before they got scattered across, for lack of a better term, Mobius. Yeah. Because we don't know the name of the planet Sonic's home planet was. Right. But I'm going with Mobius since that's kind of always been Sonic's home planet and pretty much all continuities at this point. Okay. Even though it was created by Archie Comics. Uh, it just got lumped in with everybody else. Right. Uh, and that that's just my theory. Okay. Totally Which brings us to the end of this episode. Yes. And we need to talk about our next episode. Well, typically the next movies we're reviewing. Yes, next movie episode. Yeah, movie episode. Which is... Get down here. Mm-hmm. The beginning of Halloween month. And our first movie of Halloween month is mm-hmm. 20 or the more recent Adams Family movie. The one that the Adams Family movie coming out this year is a sequel to. Yes. And we're going to have a special guest on that episode. Yes, we are. Celeste Mora of Geek Devotions. Excellent. She's going to join us for that. So join us for that. And uh, yeah, should be a fun one. All right. In the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. 
and we will catch you in the next frame. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. On Twitter at Jacob Heron. And Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759. Facebook as Drew Dodgen. Uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thecellcastgaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live-action movies. And remember, Cell is a single single L. L. too slow.